0: live and local. It's the Tribe Guys. Watch the show on
1: YouTube.com slash SactownSports1140. Or listen on the Sactown Sports app. I know we're getting ready for the Kings and the Suns tonight on Sacktown Sports. I know we got a big football weekend uh, uh, rolling in here, but Kyle Draper, are you ready for a Shohei Otani update? Oh, you got something for me? I do. I have something for you. Earlier today, <laughs> as you probably know, A Dodgers site reported that Shohei Ohtani was signing with the Toronto Blue Jays. Other reporters looked into it, and rather than confirm it, they said, Nope, nope, that's not true. Later today, this afternoon, it was reported that Shohei Ohtani was on his way to Toronto, that he was flying to Toronto, that nothing had been signed, but that he was on his way to meet with the Blue Jays, presumably in Toronto. And now, it has just been reported that... Shohei Ohtani is, in fact, at his home in Southern California where he's been all day. <laughs> Nobody has any idea what's going on. So nothing is happening oh that we know of oh my on the Shohei Ohtani front. Um, bless him. Wow. And I know that um, Buster only, and I've talked to Buster only. he's a great reporter, but he wrote this week at uh, ESPN.com that uh, Ohtani's doing a disservice to baseball by keeping this all secret. And I thought, no, he's it's his oh business. It's his literally his business. You leak that you might go somewhere and then you don't go there, think of those fans and the, that fan base right. and the animosity you uh you engender there. So I don't blame him for being secretive about this, and I, I don't I don't think he's doing anybody a disservice. I just think it's hilarious how inept the media is when it comes to trying to figure this out.
0: Yeah, it's it's And he's making them look like fools, like clowns, you know, all these reputable reporters and and with sources. And he's doing it. And nobody knows a thing. You know, it's uh, it's 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 unbelievable. you got the plane tracker going on. You know, I saw somewhere on Twitter, too, that uh, there's a flight from orange county to san francisco or something that yeah was this morning and it's like you know it's just way too much speculation here and it sort of reminds me when i was in kentucky and uh the university of kentucky was going to hire john calipari and they were tracking his plane and it, it just turned into a frenzy and you know here we are with shohei i don't know what to believe whitey because we heard the report too that by the end of this weekend yeah. We, we would know something. Is that even true? Who knows?
1: Yeah. And the right. thing the thing that gets me is he has been meeting with teams secretly and teams are not supposed yeah. to divulge when they've met with him. So how do we even know how many teams he's met with? And we have, well, these teams are the finalists. How do we know? And I'm glad you brought that up. That's hilarious. Um, the story today about the flight from Orange County to San Francisco, there was such a flight, but no one had any idea whether it had anything to do with it, right. but they reported it anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. And somebody on the text line had a funny uh, text. I got to pull it up. Why would Shohei go to Toronto when he go, can go to the in-season tournament tomorrow? Like, why would he be on a plane to Toronto when you got basketball in Vegas tomorrow, right?
1: That is the Come text of the now. day nominee Let's right there. There was
0: also an incredible story about
1: Yusei Kikuche,
0: who is uh plays for Toronto and is friends with Otani. He had rented out a a. High end sushi restaurant in Toronto for fifty plus people, and people assumed, well, this oh, well, must have to do with Otani. Oh, Why else would a guy rent sure. a restaurant?
1: Yeah, that's hilarious. By the way, and I know you've seen these, Kyle. Uh, we have yeah. also in the text line people coming to your your aid here as far as where to park. You know, nine a.m. a good time to head to the stadium. Parking's going to be crazy by nine thirty. So look at that—the love that you get from these people that want to oh, help you my people. enjoy your, your, the best game experience you can on Sunday.
0: You know, and here's the thing, Whitey. You know, I could not care less who wins the game. I just want it to be a good game. You know, if the Niners lose, okay, great for the Eagles. If they win, it is what it is, as long as the Eagles handle business. business. But I think that the Niners fans out here that's listening to us right now and on the YouTube chat – uh, the fans that I go back and forth with, they understand. It's all love. And right. so These are my people, Whitey. And right. So I ask for some uh, help and, and they're going to help me. You mm-hmm. know, it's mm-hmm. they're not going to give me a lump of coal or anything like that. It's all fun and games. It's all love.
1: Now, I know my dad took me a ton of baseball games, went to some basketball games, not a lot of football games, but some. Is this taking your son to a football game? Is that a little bit extra special? Do you guys go to a lot of football games?
0: Nah, I mean, we've been to a few, Uh but we haven't been to one since we've been out here. And so usually football, if I'm being honest, I feel like football is better consumed at home. Right, right. You know, because uh, the, the timeouts and the stoppage stoppage in between plays, you got to deal with the parking and all that. Like, I, I'm a guy that likes to watch on the couch. Like, we'll go to a thousand basketball games because it's two hours and you're in and out, that kind of thing. Football is an all day affair. And, uh, but it was a special treat. I said, you know what? Let, let's do it let's it make it happen and so yeah, yeah it is special like he's been to some patriots games uh you know that was his squad uh, obviously when, when we lived out there and so he, he's been to a few football games
1: well this is really nice because then if i understand you right this will be the first time you've taken him to see an actual team an actual NFL team in an actual NFL stadium. This will be very special. Oh, (laughs) the the arrogance of Niners fans once again. You
0: you know who the Niners fans are. You're you're actually worse than the Celtics when you think about it because at least the Celtics won in 2008. Uh Niners haven't won in three decades. What are we doing here, Whitey?
1: What are we doing? The Niners haven't won anything since 94. Come on. What are we doing? Before we move on, uh, back to basketball. I got to ask you, and if you don't – if I know you're prepping for the game. If you haven't yes. seen this, this is really an awkward story here, so I don't want to put you on the spot. But have you been following on all this Sean McDermott thing in Buffalo and the comments – A little bit, a is, little bit. Is yes, that incredible or what? Sean McDermott, long story short, 2019, it just came out that when he addressed his team in 2019, he was talking about the 9-11 terrorists and how well organized they were and as a model for bringing a team together and it just came out in recently this week and so we had to address it I think yesterday and it's oh my goodness I it's it's the strangest thing I've ever heard of in my life
0: yeah it is pretty strange and you know first of all how did it even get out like is is somebody uh, having a vendetta against Sean Sounds McTherman like it all? maybe, is, huh? Does yeah. he owe a, owe somebody some money or something like that? Like you would think something like this would come out uh, you know, earlier and sooner than this. Why now? And uh yeah, I, I don't even know what to say about I know, it, to be honest I know It's, just, it, it's yeah, one yeah. of those, like, it's just out of left field, out of nowhere. Like, right. what's going on now? <laughs> like, it does seem yeah.
1: like somebody has a, you know, they, they, they got it out for him. And I guess there's a story about it. He may not be the guy. And then to go back to that, to me, it speaks to, if anything, coaches sometimes, they don't sleep. They lose their focus. They lose, you know, when you don't sleep, right. you lose the part of your brain that tells you, don't say that. And I'm right. not letting the guy off the right. hook, but at, I, I – This clearly the guy knows why you shouldn't say that, but you know, coaches, sometimes their priorities are different. I don't think that has, should have any bearing on whether he should continue to be the coach of the team. And I was actually relieved to see, I guess the bills came out and said, yeah, we're that's, you know, obviously we wish he hadn't said that, but they're not going to take action against him." but just very strange story going forward. Yeah, it's
0: a weird story, and I agree with you. It's not like he should lose his job or anything. You know, he came out, apologized. And, right, right. You know, for, for me, all right, we move on. Okay, right. we move now on. what's next? What's yeah, next is exactly. the,
1: the Sacramento Kings. The record is better, but are the Kings better than they were last year, Kyle? Um, offensive rating right now, last year they were first, and that's the whole year this mm-hmm. year. They're 13th so far. Defensive rating, last year they were 24th. Right now they're, uh, I'm at 21st. Net rating, they were 8th. Again, that's a whole season last year so far this year. 20th, ninth last year in three-point percentage so far this year. 21st, and the last one I have here, effective field goal percentage. Uh, Last year, they were 2nd in the NBA. So far this year, they're 10th. So clearly, it's uh, early in the season, but clearly, they haven't played as well so far through the first month or so as they did overall through 82 last year. What's going on?
0: Well, I, I'm going to look at a couple of things. I, I'm not going to go on record and say, oh, this team's not as good as last year. Let's I don't face think it, we right. know that
1: yet. Yeah, we have no way Yeah, to we that. Exactly. Yeah. It's hard
0: to even know that. Yeah. Let's factor in injuries. Let's factor in, you know, you don't have as much time together because of the injuries. Like, when you look at that team last year, and we all know, they, they were the, the most healthy team in terms of games played in, in the entire NBA. And while De'Aaron Fox has missed five, Keegan has missed four, it's not it, – the, the sum of those games is actually more than, than the individual parts, meaning you lose that time to to build that continuity, that chemistry, to really get rolling. As soon as you get De'Aaron Fox back, Keegan's out for a couple of games. As soon as you get Keegan's back, Keegan back, you know, uh, Chris Duarte's out. And so we really haven't seen this Sacramento team hold. Think about it. De'Aaron's missed five. Keegan's missed for it. That's nine of your first 19 games. So basically half your games, you haven't even had your full squad at, at, at minimum. And so I, I'm not too concerned just yet. Uh, you know, the record is better. I think in the long run, they will be a better team. And when I say long run, I think in playoffs, they will be a tougher out than they were this last year. I think they'll make a deeper run and be better prepared for the playoffs. And so the numbers may not say that right now, but, but I'm not too concerned about it.
1: Three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two oh eleven forty. Love to know what you think here. So far to you, what's the most encouraging thing about the way the Kings have played so far? And what is the most troubling uh, so far? Not we're not saying the sky is falling, but so far, what is the most encouraging? What troubles you the most about the way the Kings have played so far? Love to hear how you're feeling about that. We're right back with that and more to drive guys on Sackdown Sports. your afternoon home for
0: kings talk and so much more the drive guys on Sacktown sports
1: yeah just ran down some numbers here that suggested so far the kings aren't playing nearly as well as they did last year for the season on the chat here the drive chat amidrock points out that hey whitey that is a small sample size and i know that and i said that but clearly uh, there's room for improvement there um, the Kings' net rating last year, they were eight for the year. Right now, they're sitting at uh, 20th, which Kyle uh, points out. Kyle Ledbetter says, you know, it's last in the division. So just wondering here. They're 11 and eight. Um, you know, last year, two years ago, we'd have been throwing a party at 11 and eight. But I'm just wondering what is the most encouraging to you, to, to you about the Kings to this point and what is the most troubling? We got a couple calls we'll get to here, Kyle. Real quick, I would say yeah. to me, the fact that Fox and Sabonis is like, and then we didn't really doubt this, but they've shown that, you know, last year was no fluke. These guys are legitimate, all NBA caliber players. That's encouraging. Yeah. And then the most discouraging to me is just that they've been so great at times and other times they've looked so, uh, non-competitive.
0: Yeah. I think for me, the most encouraging thing is the play of De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he has actually elevated his game, you know, where he can be, you know, 29 point per game scorer this season. Um, You know, I think, you know, his progression has been probably the most encouraging. The most discouraging is just the health. You know, at Whitey, we started off the season, the Hollingers of the world, the Kevin O'Connors, ah, the Kings, there's no way they could be as healthy. And we're like, you can say that about every team. And so to see this team start this season, you know, banged up, battered, bruised, lose some games, it's it's sort of making them, you know, seem right. You know, it's proving their point. And, And so that's discouraging. I mean, here we are. We're not even a quarter through the season. Right. Yet. And and so we still got some time. I want to see this team fully whole. Give me a a month of just good health and see where this team can get to. You know, we saw the, uh, you know, six game winning streak. Uh, earlier this season, I, I want to see, you know, uh, another six, seven game winning streak, uh, you know, in January, uh, February, something like that. I don't want this team to really get on the roll, obviously for themselves, but the fan base. Just, we need some feel good basketball yep.
1: right now, Whitey. hmm. Hopefully starting tonight. 339 1140, 1 800 920 1140. It's Suck to Dave here on Sackdown Sports. Hey, Dave, you're on with the drive, guys. What's up? Hey, thank you. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you. What's up?
2: Well, hey, I am really uh, uh, encouraged by Kevin Herter's play. I think mm. he's shooting better. He's playing better defense. Um, I think he's bought into the system. But what I'm kind of discouraged, believe it or not, is Keegan Murray. I wanted him, with especially with his size, to really be more aggressive on the boards, be more aggressive on the defense. He just doesn't seem to have that. You know, uh, you're not a scoring on me attitude that, that I think the the great power forwards do have, and I I honestly believe that we are a power forward away from going to the finals, and we need someone mm. who's not afraid to really bang it up in there.
1: Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. To me, Kyle, great call, Dave. yeah, with Keegan, it's just a matter of. He's been really hurt. He was hurt more last year than we ever knew, but a guy dealing with a back injury, in addition to a guy dealing with, all right, a lot more responsibilities. I agree that Kings need him to play better, but I'm not really discouraged by the slow start. I'm not holding that against him, but they do need him to play better at some point.
0: They they do 100%. And, you know, I, I'm looking at his numbers uh, right here. And and the thing about it, we can blame the back injury, but even before the back injury, Keegan yeah. was still trying to find his offensive rhythm. And, 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 and so I'm not discouraged by that or anything like that. It just hasn't happened yet. But when this guy gets to where he needs to be, and I think he will, obviously, uh, I'm looking at it right here. The first 13 games uh, of the season, 13.2 points, 28.7% from three. He left that 13th game with the back injury. But I think when we talked about it preseason, The player that could make the biggest leap was Keegan Murray. We haven't seen it yet. And so I agree. We may need some help at the forward spot, but we haven't even seen this team at its best just yet. And so I would say just give it a little more time here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Give Keegan another 10 to 15 games. Give it to the middle of January before we start, you know, making any kind of big trades or anything like that.
1: Right. And, you know, let's be honest. The Kings, hopefully Keegan starts playing better very soon. But they have to be very patient with him. Just the way it's built, everything they have invested in him, there's no way they're going to lose patience with him or the whole thing falls apart. They're going to be very, very patient uh, with Keegan. Hopefully they won't have to be. 339 1140 junior joins us on Sackdown Sports. Hello, JR. JR? Hey. Hey, there you are. All right, there you go. What's up, JR? You can hear me, right? Yeah, we yes. can hear you. Hi, Drive guys. So I'm very
2: encouraged that you guys are having a great show. Thanks. I'm brother. also encouraged by the play of Monk. I really, you know, I know he's bringing that level like he did at the end of last year, and he's bringing it this year. Um little concern, though, and what I'm questioning is, why do the Eagles suck so bad? That's
1: discouraging.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why do you put them up to that? <laughs>
1: So uh, I, I don't uh, condone that at all. That was shameful. You know, That's my
0: favorite call of the day. I, 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 I'm not going to go back and forth with frauds. I, I don't do that. All I all I'll have to say is, look at the standings. Yeah. Who's the better team? Who, who's number one in the NFL right number now? Number one in the NFL. That's NF, all I'm gonna say. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna
1: say. Eagles. The Eagles are. Yes. Yeah. All right. There you go. There you go. I did You don't know. win championships in December whitey no i did i honestly had nothing to do with that shame on you jr wow yeah come on we're all better than that call the day what jr doesn't (laughs) understand is
0: next time we see his name on the little oh jr we won't take him i'm not standing for it jr you should drop a dame on him
1: yeah i yeah, it didn't bother That's me, but I he's respect. you gotta no, be yeah. humble. You better be humble.
0: Niners fans don't know humility.
1: Come on. Ooh.
0: Come on. Ooh, boom 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 boom.
1: Three three nine eleven forty one 40 What so far most encouraging thing to you about this King season? And what is the uh, most discouraging? Mitch from New Jersey, Sackdown Sports. Hello, Mitch. Hey.
2: hey, hey guys, happy holidays.
1: Happy holidays. Yeah. Good show.
2: Thanks for taking a call. Uh-huh. I'm loving the the Aaron Fox is looking like a superstar. Cameron's mm-hmm. team, and but a um, little worried about big the Senate. You know, the, Duvall, I always get his name mixed up. Javale McGee. Bigs. I you
1: know, Javale McGee. McGee, yeah.
0: yeah. Javale McGee.
2: Uh-huh. He's been around for at least ten years, waiting for him to, to turn around and of course Harrison Barnes, and he's the key. And and we were one spot uh, off from drafting Keegan's brother. I think we would have done it.
1: All right, thank thank you, Mitch. A couple things there. I don't know that JaVale McGee's the key to the whole thing, but my biggest issue with that call, Kyle, is uh, is is Happy Holidays. Is that in play now? It's December eighth. Are we? Is that okay? Happy Holidays? Is a little early yeah. for that. Yeah, no, you could do it. No,
0: because it, it includes Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving oh. to the New Year, I think. And uh-huh. once the calendar hits December, I don't know about you, and I don't know about the people at home listening or driving. But my kids, we got the countdown clock going. Okay. You know, the calendar and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So advent calendar. Yeah, we got the advent Uh calendar. We got the decorations up, the tree, the lights. It is the holiday season. My daughter's playing Christmas music around the clock. (laughs) Oh my God, it's that time, Whitey. So it's the holidays. Also, today is the
2: first day of Hanukkah.
1: Oh, there you go. Okay. Don't, so don't be a grinch. Don't I be screwed I just, over there. I just asked the question. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> My time frame's all mixed up now. You know, haven't been overseas. I don't know. Boy, they play a lot of Christmas music in Japan, by the way. All right. Thank you, Mitch. 1-800-920-1140. Most encouraging to you about the King so far. Uh, most discouraging. Uh, Kyle, I, there are reports that the Pacers are so excited about the way things are going for them. Um, that Tyrese is trying to get other stars, you know, to join him. And there was a report from Woj suggesting that the Pacers might be one of those teams that would be willing to give up future assets to try to bring in someone like Siakam uh, or uh, O.G. Ananobi. So that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. You know who I really would want the Kings to get if they're going to yep. make a trade? And I'm not trying to get rid of any player, but if <laughs> if Caruso is available and yes. that's that is a guy that I think would be a great fit for the Kings.
0: 100%. Because when you look at the the makeup of the roster, first of all, we talked last week and the last couple of weeks about dogs. Caruso's yes. a dog. Uh-huh. He gets after it. He's a hard-nosed, tough player. And no offense, Davion. No offense, Keon the backup point guard is still sort of, you know, right now it's Malik Monk, really, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I think you may look at, at adding another guard if you're Monty McNair. And I love Caruso, man. I just think he brings a toughness, uh, a, a defensive mindset. Even offensively, he can knock down shots. I, I, I But he's going to be coveted around the league. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. If, if You know, right. all the players we mentioned, Caruso, OG, Siakam, these are the cream of the crop in terms of uh, potential trade targets. And so uh, you're going to have to pony up. You're going to have to pay, pay a pretty penny. I don't know what that is. You know, it, it's interesting. I could argue that a guy like Caruso has more trade value than Zach Levine. Think yes, about that. I agree 100%.
1: Right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And Zach Levine's a great ball player. He puts up stats. But in terms of winning – I think that the narrative around Levine is that, you know what? Those are empty stats where Caruso is a guy that can help you win.
1: Also, Caruso's not nearly as expensive. He's under contract, I think, through this year and the rest of next year. And he's Mm -hmm. just, he brings you, and again, we don't even know if the Kings, you know, maybe he doesn't want to come here. We don't know. But in a perfect world, he brings you so many of the things that Mike Brown desperately wants from his players uh, a guy like Siakam, man, he's been an all-star. Caruso would be a much better fit for the Kings than a guy like Siakam. I, I even think that. I, I I agree with you. I, I, I you know,
0: I, I just think there's a difference between putting up numbers yep. and winning. Mm-hmm. And I think Caruso helps you win. Especially for a defensive-minded guy like Mike Brown. Like, this is Caruso is what we hope Davion would be right exactly. to an extent, uh-huh. you know, and so I, I would love Caruso and, you know, whatever it takes. Obviously, I'm not giving up, you know, first and multiple first and all that. But if I'm Monty McNair, I'm picking up that phone.
1: Yeah, and I've never liked Caruso because he's a Laker, right? But, man, (laughs) he's a good player. Does he he do things that help you win? 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. We're just barely a little more than a month into the season. So far with the Kings, what's the most encouraging thing to you about this team? What troubles you a little bit? Uh, We roll on with that here with uh, the drive guys on this very uh, wonderful Friday. Sacktown Sports.
0: The Drive guys live and local every afternoon, Monday through Friday, on
1: Sacktown Sports. Hey, Kyle Draper, we have a baseball update for you. Uh oh, John Heyman on Twitter reporting this hour that the San Francisco Giants have signed Japanese outfielder Yoshi Tsutsugo. Confirmed, hashtag oh. confirmed. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he it's true, he was with the River Cats. This year, and then he was a free agent. And so they, so John Heyman, I guess, maybe having some fun (laughs) with some Giants fans. But it's, that's actually true. Yoshi Tsutsugo back in the fold with the San Francisco Giants. As far as, uh, you know, the big free agent out there, I uh, will see. I never had a sense that the Giants were in on him. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think, I don't think Shohei's going to go to the Giants. I don't see why he would. I don't think so either.
0: And, And I feel like, you know, We're setting ourselves up and and Giants fans up for another offseason of disappointment, right? I mean, when I look at it, first of all, three teams are left. Is that correct, uh, Whitey? Are the Angels still in the mix too or no?
1: As far as we know and what's being reported, the Dodgers and the Blue Jays and the Angels and people are saying the Giants uh, are considered the four finalists, but, you know, everything – all the, those judgments could be out, but that's that's what is, is conventional wisdom right now.
0: You, you you know what the Dodgers have have turned into. They're, they're sort of like, you know, the Lakers of the NBA. It's like anytime there's a free agent, they're going to be tied to them. And, you know, whether it's the, the Dodgers or the Yankees, the smaller markets, and I hate to say like San Francisco, it's not a smaller market, but the Giants as compared to the Dodgers, the money that they spend and everything – I mean, there's a reason why they get all the free agents, them and uh, the Yankees. And so I, I feel like we're, we're setting ourselves up for, you know, some major disappointment here when he signs with the Dodgers. Like, I, I agree. just I see a difference between the Dodgers and the other teams that have been mentioned so far. Let me say it like that. Yeah, How about I agree. That? Politically. Politically correct with that one. A yeah. lot of
1: people think that he might do something today because it was actually on this very date in 2017 that Otani San announced that he was going to the Angels. So some people think, like, oh, I don't know if that matters to him, but it is today is the anniversary of that. Uh, I remember at the time some of the Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw, came out and said he the, he used us, he talked to us, but he never wanted to sign there because at the time they didn't have the DH in the National League. I think he wanted to go to the Dodgers all along. I remember reading mm-hmm. this year that as Otani and the Angels traveled around baseball. Rarely would he take batting practice in opposing ballparks, but he did at Dodger Stadium. That was one of the few that he did. So I'll be very surprised if it's not the Dodgers. The thing about the Giants, and again, maybe they're right. Maybe they're in the running. Maybe they get them. But if they don't, they keep going through this cycle where every year they're telling their fans, we're going to get Aaron Judge. Right. We're going to get Harper. Hey, we're in on Otani. And then when you don't, year after year after year, yeah. You know, fans get really tired of that, and they just tune you out.
0: Yeah, and and, and I wonder, it, it's sort of like you know, you're, you're aiming for the big fish, but should we settle for the 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 you know medium sized fish? You know, like mm-hmm. it, it's you know it, it's it, it's great to be you know part of the hot stove, uh, you know, uh, MLB meetings and, and everything, all the rumors and everything. But when you constantly come up short right right you know it's it, it's you start it's to like, look bad it like makes it you, look look bad, right? yeah. hey, you look bad right you look bad and you know who else is starting to develop that to the Red Sox to an extent you know remember back in, in the mid-2000s early 2000s Red Sox and Yankees man they had a, a a war like a free agent frenzy you know for A-Rod and for all these other players and now you're looking at it and and sh- you know they aren't spending money like the Yankees are now it seems like the Yankees and the Dodgers are the two teams, the Padres there for a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, that were in on all the big name free agents.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you like the giants have the last few years, when you're telling everybody we're in on this guy in on this guy, it makes it look like you want all these guys and none of them want you. So it's like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Why, why don't they want to play for you instead (laughs) of going, you know what? We're okay. We're okay. We don't need this guy. So maybe they, you know, we don't know, maybe they do still have a shot at him, but I'll be shocked. Uh shocked if if the Giants land Shohei Ohtani. And then there's the other thing with his do- with his dog where oh, yeah. <laughs> either he hasn't named his dog yet or he has named his dog and it's a secret because he's named it after where he wants to go. Why in the world would he do that before if he hadn't decided? I don't know. I if if he goes right. to Toronto, why wh- would he yeah, yeah. yeah. It, if he goes to Toronto, Why, does he? Because like,
0: his dog's name is Blue Jay, you know? Yeah, well, But then he goes to the Dodgers or right, something like that. Right, right. doesn't mean,
1: yeah. Do you think if he goes to Toronto, he has to name his dog Drake? Would that be the name for the dog? If that, if, if I'm Shohei, that's what I would do. <laughs> and did you see Drake
0: posted a picture, too, wearing a Shohei jersey? Oh, did? Well, there RCA. you go. Yeah. And so, if I'm Shohei, who's the one guy in Toronto I want to be close to?
1: Right. Drake, for right. sure. Yeah, I'd do it. Yeah. I'd do it. Yeah, we're going to find out. I don't out. know
0: anybody else from Toronto, though. That's the thing.
1: I know. I was trying to think, you know, Hoser. No, nah, that's probably not a good name for dog. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to find out, uh, you know, this is my dog. And he was named Dodger all along. I'm telling you, I felt oh, from the if, beginning next- that's where this whole thing was always going. And then maybe Toronto is just helping Shohei San drive up the price a little bit with the Dodgers.
0: You know what? That that would be a gun, gut punch. That That's yes. like you know, somebody going to the Lakers, like the Kings and Lakers vying for, you know, a free agent and they choose the Lakers. And it's like, oh my gosh, the rich get (laughs) richer. And so from a Giants fan, how many times are we going to lose out on the big names to New York, Mm -hmm. to Houston, Mm -hmm. to the Dodgers? And so you got to, you know, your bridesmaids so many times, eventually you got to get married, right? Mm
1: -hmm. At some point, at some point. Uh, Hey, where are we, by the way, with the Kings going forward here as we're looking at, where they uh, are right now and how they could be better and how they in some ways were better last year. What do you make, uh, Kyle, of the progress here of uh, Sasha Vezinkoff? Where What should we be expecting here going forward from Sasha, who was just an afterthought in the game against the Pelicans?
0: That's a, that's a great question because I, I thought he had been playing well before then, before that game uh, against the Pelicans. You know, I, Mike Brown had been giving him some more minutes. Uh, he had the game against golden state where I thought he played well. I thought he played well the next night uh, against the Clippers too. And, and that's what's as a player, that's probably a, a frustrating thing. And he talked about it last week, like the DMP CDs, uh, not, you know, did not play coaches' decisions yeah. and, and how hard it's been for him. But you know, he played six minutes the other night. He played 14 minutes against Denver, but then 24 and change against uh, the Clippers. And so We saw it last year to an extent, Whitey. It took Mike Brown a while to figure out the rotations. But here we are in game number 20 tonight, and I still don't know how many minutes Sasha's going to get tonight. He could get six. He could get 24, you know? And and I think, you know, maybe it's frustrating for Mike uh, to be in this situation. But at some point, if we're talking about being a championship contender, and I know guys have been in and out of the lineup, guys have been hurt, but you need a top eight. You need a steady eight that you're going to count on no matter what. And the fact that, and we mentioned it the other day, JaVale McGee only plays three minutes and change, mm-hmm. and, but he had been in a rotation. It's like, and I'll tell you this, this was one of the problems that Terrence Davis had last season uh, with the Kings. He just never knew when he was going to get in, what was going to be his time. Like he would have flashes against Brooklyn, on TNT on a Tuesday night and look like the best player in the world, and they get five straight did-not-plays CDs. And so I think as a player, you want to know your role. You want to know when you're coming in. You're creatures of habit. And I think that's what the Kings are struggling with a little bit now, too. Part of that is injury, and part of that is the rotation by Mike Brown.
1: Now it's a great point. It's really an interesting thing that's going on here. My thought as far as... Specifically, the Pelican game was, you know, I guess Sasha just can't. He's not physical enough when you look at the way they play and you look at who they have in the front court. It was just a bad matchup for him. And Mike Brown decided he can't. He just can't play with these guys right now. Like Ingram and Zion are too much for Sasha. Do you think that was part of it as far as, again, just Monday night goes? No, not at all. No.
0: Not not at all. Mm-hmm. I, and, and, okay, let me rephrase that. Maybe it was but it shouldn't have been okay because nobody matched up with Ingram right on that. night. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I do. what uh-huh. the heck, you uh-huh. know, a- at least Sasha will give you some offense. And I'm a firm believer to Whitey in, in development of players. And just because you don't have it going on now, a guy like Sasha coming in from overseas, the adjustment, he needs to be playing. He needs playing time to get adjusted to the NBA. It's not going to happen in practice. And so I would sacrifice, you know, whatever metrics, analytics, whatever way Mike is figuring out the rotation. I would go against that because I know later in the season, I'm going to need Sasha. So I want to get him experience. Now Mm -hmm. I would play him now 15 to 20 minutes a night. You know, you're going to take your lumps, but by March, by late February, he's going to be a regular rotation guy that pays dividends. I would like to see that. Look at your core, look at your top eight, and let's rock with them and, and get them on some chemistry and get them going.
1: And at the very least, after a stretch, at least you have a clear idea of what exactly you have, which is very useful right. information going forward. All right, it's Friday. We need to get a little more positive in here, and that's on me. Okay. So 339-1140, 920 <laughs> 1140 Oh, we were just having the conversation. Let's just tilt it on one side. So far, what's the most encouraging thing? Forget the other part. What is the most encouraging thing to you about the way the Kings have played so far this year? Yeah, we need some feel-good wins. What so far about these Kings is the most encouraging to you? That's next year with Kyle Draper in San Francisco. why Gleason in Sacramento. Drive, guys, on Sackdown Sports. <laughs> The Tribe, guys, powering your afternoons Monday through Friday on satdown Sports. We got Kings basketball. That's why Kyle Draper's in San Francisco getting ready for the pregame, NBC Sports California. So it's the Kings and the Suns. Uh, it's interesting, Kyle. Um, Mike Brown was being asked, I think it was yesterday at practice, about the break. And he was saying... Uh, we've been practicing break. We he said I don't I don't look at this as a as a break. So you know he says he's really appreciated the fact that they've had practices, but he doesn't think it's been a break. We'll get back to the Kings in just a moment here. Three three nine eleven 920 nine two eleven forty. Something's going on this weekend, football wise, that you need to be aware of. Perhaps you're already okay. aware of this. Uh, the schedule. We know that we have you're going to the forty nine er game Sunday, yep. and then your Eagles are playing Sunday night football. Uh, yeah. Which is terrific. Looking forward to that matchup. Is that that's probably the Eagles' biggest rival, right? Historically, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. by far, yeah. yeah got Bounty yeah. Gate and all that. Monday for the first time, the NFL will broadcast two NFL games simultaneously. Monday Night Football is Tennessee at Miami, five fifteen kick. Green Bay at New York Giants, five fifteen kick. Two games at the same time. Now, according to this report. Uh, the uh, Manning cast is—they're going to do both games at the same time, so it's going to be kind of like a, oh my god, a mini red zone <laughs> broadcast on ESPN two and ESPN plus. I'm not sure how ESPN if they're split screening it or what they're doing, but you should be aware because it's going to be confusing. That yeah, Monday night. Remember earlier in the year, the NFL was experimenting with some of the Monday night games, and they were staggering them. And this yeah. Monday night, two games at the same time. Why? I don't know. Yeah, I, it's
0: too much free time or something like that. <laughs> oh, these guys are just sitting around. What can we do? All right, let's play. You know, I, I just don't get it. Like what? Yeah. Why would you do that? Because you're only uh, sacrificing your own product. You're only hurting your own product.
1: You I, know. Yeah. So what
0: do you think? Why? Why do that?
1: The only thing I can think of, again, I don't know, but the only thing I can think of is they've been trying to experiment with what works best with the ratings and maybe they think, hey, there's some about two games at once, if neither one of them is a real standout, standalone game, maybe maybe there's something about uh look at this event. We got these games going right. on. I don't right. know. Maybe they they wonder if maybe they can get more numbers that way and sell it. It just I'm with you though. I mean, it seems counterproductive and seems yeah. counter to everything we thought we knew about football games on TV and ratings.
0: Right. Maybe stagger it an hour or something yeah. like that,
1: you know, <laughs> uh,
0: something like, but both kicking off at the same time. And what's interesting, one's on ESPN and one is on ABC. Okay. And so it's not like it's an ESPN Fox thing
1: Yeah, or, yeah.
0: you know, it's, it's, it's both on the same family of networks. And I, I think this is an ESPN, uh, con- contraption yeah, that like sure. contrived this, Yeah. Uh, I just I just don't and the games Titans Dolphins eh, Packers Giants there's no like right. appeal for any of those matchups like the only thing I would be interested to see is if Tyreek Hill can you know go for 300 yards receiving or something like that right. like right that like the Titans aren't a sexy team the Packers are six and six the Giants are, are, are you know a dumpster fire right now and so
1: uh, these are two bad at games, as far as I'm concerned, would you be and we, of course, the Kings play that night, so we'll be worried about the Kings oh, and the yeah, Nets. Yeah. But uh, would you watch the Manning cast with they're doing both games at once? I think I'd give that a try, but really? I don't, yeah. I've never
0: watched the Manning cast. Oh, okay, believe it or not. A- am I missing out? You tell me, am, am I missing out? on No, you?
1: I think you <laughs> are because I know, I mean, I think there's some especially when they get into the you know, when you got Pate Manning talking about, oh, gee, he, he you know. He didn't see the safety there. So, yeah, that's pretty high-level stuff. They have some pretty funny guests. I find myself watching like 10 minutes of it. That's, yeah, okay. I don't know. Okay. but Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we won't have to worry about that because we'll be – Uh, involved with i consume
2: the the manning cast strictly through twitter clips now like when when arnold schwarzenegger comes out with a tiny donkey that's
1: that's the only thing i need to see kevin hart was on there one time and he's really really funny but you know when they have like yeah bill parcells on there and he's going okay boys you know it's like well (laughs)
0: it's like uh, yeah yeah Uh, yeah i've never tuned in to to a manning cast like maybe i'm old school or something like that you know i just like the old school announcers, you know, just the regular broadcast.
1: Do we have time to put a poll up, Kyle? I'm just curious. The smartest Kyle listeners already radio. already got a
0: poll. Did you know that? Kyle's been pulling his butt off, man. <laughs> he, he Kyle came in with a poll. Oh, right, I, Kyle? Like, Yeah, there, there is, is a poll started, up there, but up it's not as poll. good as
1: the Manning cast one, unfortunately. I apologize. I saw that, and I thought it was a leftover poll from earlier in the day. I apologize. <laughs> no, he did that like. As soon as
0: we, you said the first words, like, welcome to the drive, guys, it popped up.
1: Uh huh. Okay. I did see that and I apologize. I would like to know, (laughs) uh, would you recommend, would you recommend Kyle Draper watch the Manning cast or no? Yeah. Can we do that? that I'll give him the answer. No.
0: You're good. (laughs) I
1: vote. Yeah. I say yes. Give it a shot.
0: (laughs) Okay. That's fair. I just, I'm not a big Manning person,
1: but you have made that clear, sir. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you made made that clear. But what do the smartest listeners and viewers in in radio and and uh, YouTube think? Love to know three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred ninety two zero eleven forty. Leo has been hanging on patiently. Uh, let's see, Leo, you're on with the drive, guys. Thanks for hanging. What's up? Yeah, okay. Hey, uh, yeah. Uh,
2: can you hear me? Yes,
1: yeah, yes. Leo, is it true? Leo, this yeah. is your
2: first time calling. Yeah, and I'm watching the TV, and it's a delay thing, huh? Ah.
1: A little bit, I think. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Hey, uh, uh, this is a question for Kyle. Uh
1: huh. Is
2: is the question is that uh, does anybody you know all the opinions that I hear every day, uh, all over the place on TV and 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 around around Chico, uh, they're always they're always talking about what's wrong with the Kings, this and that. And I'm wondering, is there like someone that advises, you know, for instance, Mike Brown, what what they know, or what they're hearing about situations, and that's one question. And the other, the other thing is just my opinion. Uh I think there's nothing wrong with the Kings as far as like personnel. I think they all, I think they play good, and also I think that. Um, the, their strategy is a good one, like as good as any other team. And I think that they uh, I think they could win with how they play. But for, for some reason or another, they get out of that play. And I noticed, I don't point fingers at nobody. I like Mike Brown and everything. Uh, but I don't know why he stopped calling timeouts like he used to. Like when something goes wrong. Got gotcha, you, Leo. Yeah, I think that yeah. was a good thing. And the other, uh uh-huh. Like just for instance, the other day when they were playing the Pelicans, they started off really good, and which is what I view as the top. Got gotcha, you, Leo. The way they play. nobody plays like that. Right. Thank you, Leo. Yeah. Like Thanks, Leo. That,
1: Appreciate the call, Leo. Yeah, you know, people say there's nothing like your first call. Uh, let's hope that's true. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout, give Kyle a, a chance to answer that. Uh, there's a question in there somewhere. Thank you, Leo. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, we do have a meal coming up, a meal for Goso, our Sackdown Sports. Do we all, oh, for... man, this yeah. guy. Yeah. Right. Our... <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, this is the guy. He started off this season a Raiders fan. Now he's a Niners fan. I don't. I just don't get it. <laughs>
1: well, you can take that up with him when he uh, yeah. joins us. Coming right back here. The Drive Guy is on Sackdown Sports.